0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the PC Perspective podcast. We're at episode 713. This is being recorded on March 8, 2023. I'm Sebastian Peek. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Brett Van Sprunberg. You can support PC Perspective and everything that we do here, uh, including these podcasts, at patreon.com slash pcper. And put your name here. Put it in lights. We're going to go immediately to Laramie, Wyoming, and uh, Josh will discuss his latest luncheon uh, escapades.
1: I texted the owner of Born in the Barn and never answered, and so I went downtown, and I thought, you know, he's probably busy. And it was closed. They apparently had to replace uh, fire retardant things and uh, do super cleaning. So there was no burger. However, last Friday, I get it Friday. I I went and got the bulgogi fries. These are from a place called the Crowbar, and they're really, truly some fantastic fries. They're they're you know shoestring type fries. They were perfectly done this time. A reasonable amount of salt, not too much. Covered with uh, bulgogi style beef a uh, special chipotle uh, spicy pepper mayonnaise obviously the green onion sesame seed and kimchi there's kimchi in that so all these things oh. are together and it makes for a fantastic meal that just like born in a barn i don't eat for 24 hours after that plate of fries starches are good for your kids and plus, it does have some green things on it. So, and kimchi is also good for I'm you. 50. Yeah, that's his, But I, I my probiotics.
0: It's like eating yogurt, but it's mm-hmm. kimchi. It's <laughs> yeah. cabbage. It's, it's fermented. Yeah,
2: yeah. I have it's kimchi stuff, in my
0: refrigerator right now. It's delicious. Put it in things. So oh, I ate only.
2: Much, much wow. Very good.
0: We now story. move on to news, and in no particular order, we're going to begin with a story about Nvidia. Now. If you've been following the saga the last few days, the latest NVIDIA driver before now was causing CPU spikes of up to, say, 10% usage when you weren't doing anything. The NVIDIA container app was uh, pulling way too many CPU cycles. NVIDIA has released a hotfix to correct the issue with uh, driver 531.18. Uh, that was the one that introduced that RTX video super resolution feature we talked about. So the new hotfix. And got rid of the Discord is- problem. Yes, 5.31. Yeah. <laughs> there seems to be a little bit of a problem with uh, usage in the background. <laughs> <Yeah. already. laughs> Performance keeps getting better, but the CPU usage keeps getting worse. Well, apparently that's been fixed with five thirty one point two six. Oh, definitely update to that if you have. Which already. is weird.
2: What kind of mistakes do you have to make in your GPU driver to increase your CPU usage? I'm just trying
0: to.
3: Well, it happens when you out. exit a game. Or other, you know, high performance thing, and the thing is, you're never supposed to stop. You never oh. stop playing the game or rendering. You'd never notice. I think
2: that's exactly where I was going with this. I just think you're confusing doesn't cause any problems with don't notice any problems. You're getting those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, all these modern processors—they have all these cores. You're never really using them unless you're doing so. Kind of you're go-
2: your something. defense, your defense here is the wasted cycle syndrome
3: if it, it, it no, was free it's it's exercise but it, it it's was... doing a bit of physio <laughs> uh
0: what? one thing that wouldn't uh be relegated to a background issue is you know those fancy new multiples of 24 the memory that comes in 24 and 48 <sighs> oh yeah six gigabytes
1: that was a good idea
0: well uh, apparently not amd because they're uh a GISA code apparently doesn't really support those yet. So there have been reports Oops. of AMD B650 systems, at least not booting, not posting, or I don't know if it was that it was not posting or that it would not load the operating system. See, here we have screenshots showing that it's recognizing the modules, but
3: then Windows well, would not. Is it that? Or do they just not wait the 28 hours for uh, the memory to train?
0: Look, it's, okay, only, that's, look, that's it's good.
3: only three to five minutes
0: for that initial post you think per, the system is dead per You megabyte? go make a sandwich and go to the bathroom <laughs> take a nap come back down and oh the system is on i don't know what happened AM5. you haven't had any struggles
2: at all with this recently it's been i think it was last smooth. was
0: it last week or the week before after the show uh, i was down here and we went offline and i was chatting with the guys here and then i said you know what let me just show you what i'm talking about and i tried to start up the system behind me and mm-hmm. it hung and it wouldn't ever boot. And I had to clear the CMOS and reset over and over again. Mm-hmm. Well, turns out that current uh, BIOS update for this MSI motherboard behind me to support the X3D processors also broke Proc Expo. So it's just. And then I was, somebody in Rush, Rush in our Discord was uh, chatting with me earlier, I was asking if I'd solved the bios issue and apparently he had to just roll back to the pre x3d bios to get expo to work again which jeez. Oh, yeah but, but he has mm-hmm. a 7700 he doesn't have to worry about the vcash oh keyboard, yeah but. this system that i am touching but you can't see because it's too far off camera x570 crosshair hero wi-fi motherboard mm-hmm. is a dream it's stable it boot like I'm, I'm talking power button to windows desktop in eight seconds Whoa. It is a revelation. I have not been on an AMD system in months that booted this fast because I've been using AM5. It's like, this is what it was like? Even with memory <laughs> overclocking? I'm checking like, no, but last BIOS time, 8.3 seconds. So, yes. It's so fast. Scary. I thought.
1: Yeah. Bad quote. I powered it, it it's on. It's like back in Sorry. the day with the, uh, the 980 chipset. I mean, it was well, the 880 when it came out was not fantastic. I mean, it was the same thing. I mean, BIOS issues and just wasn't, you know, it, it was an okay platform it was one of their best chipsets at that point. And then they came out with the 980 and the 970 and got all these numbers that are the same as like Nvidia stuff. But no, when the the 980 ch- the, the chipset came out, it, it just worked flawlessly, even though you know, we had bulldozer and pile driver. Um, they were they were really, really, really solid motherboards. And yeah, these X570s, you know, once they figured out a few of the issues with them, um, yeah, they, there's a reason why I went ahead and purchased the uh, 5800X3D. Even though it's not as advanced as the latest X3D stuff, uh it's a kind of really mature platform and it goes as fast as a lot of those other ones with games and stuff like that so why not go for it Dude, it's 300 bucks and uh are apparently selling like hotcakes still another uh, nvidia story nvidia
0: might be working on a new RTX 3060 this is tagged as a rumor at videocards.com but i'm getting confused because there's so many variants already Anyway, if this is true, they're going to be using GA104 to make kay. a variant of the 3060 with 12 gigs of GDDR6 RX. X. Yeah.
3: Mm. Mm.
0: That more memory bandwidth than yeah, a 3070 or is that It's like see. 3060 Ti territory, I believe.
2: I I just I think that uh, for those that are still Millions of people, really, probably still running the 1060. Your new graphics card has arrived.
0: This might only be Chinese market, actually.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. But uh, yeah, the uh, the 3060 might be your, pro- or the 3060 might be your new price point. You, you upgrading? You, point well, they got to gotta have
1: something to compete with the uh, the A770. Uh, yeah. This has been your daily, hardly enough, remembrance.
0: 16 gigabytes of GDDR6. (laughs) Drivers that are updated about every 45 seconds. True. Microsoft has a war against third-party UI customization in Windows 11, I guess. That seems harsh. I thought that was only if you didn't activate. They say, you must activate to personalize your desktop. You have to look. Well,
3: yeah, but you weren't allowed to really personalize it, were you? You just could do certain things like you can still move it over to the left
0: if you want to right uh, well you're damn right instead of having it centered but it still doesn't look like the old start menu now does it you have to get used to that look xp didn't look like windows 2000 unless you set the classic mode what do you mean unless you have to put the you have to have a classic mode in every version of windows microsoft if you're watching make people happy Give them all the telemetry they can handle, but give them their damn start yeah. menu. That was the mistake with Windows 8. They didn't give them a fallback.
3: Mm. Yeah. So well, they, there was a fallback, which was to find third-party tools. Right. And so there were several famous, like there's, uh, there's dozens of them out there. Right. Some of them probably don't even destroy your system. But uh, yeah. in this particular case, uh, it was Explorer, Patcher, and Start All Back. And it determined that uh, if you were running Windows 11 22 H2 and you applied uh, the new non-security preview update, that's there's saying you can install whether you'd like it. If you don't want it, well, don't worry, it's coming. But all of a sudden Explorer gets stuck in a loop and you'll never see your desktop again. And Microsoft uh, being Microsoft is of course pointing out, well, this is not our problem. This is third-party software has nothing to do with our operating system
0: oh. or the fact
3: that it worked perfectly before this non-security preview update. Uh, so, you know, it, they're obviously using unsupported methods, go talk to their support. So with start all back three, five, six, or later, you don't have the issue. Uh, Explorer patcher still does. Uh, there were a couple of people that made comments on their own favorite uh, skins for windows 10, which didn't seem to have too many issues. But uh, yeah, overall, it's just, you're, you're gonna have to learn to love the Metro interface or do they call it Metro Next now? I've lost track. And yes, WootDoc, I mixed tweak UI, but well, you have to load uh, the Windows tools that you don't, you're not allowed to have anymore to do that. So yeah, if you've, if you've modified your start menu or your Explorer, don't update to this preview version yet.
0: Let's pause here for a word from our first podcast sponsor this week.
2: Are you like me and thousands of email messages behind? I hate to admit that I'm living that life. Dealing with it can be an incredible time suck. It can really take away some of your best working hours if you just can't manage your inbox properly. There's a recent study that found 50% of the time managers spend tending to their inboxes is spent on emails that should never have been sent to them in the first place or that didn't even need an answer. That's on target based on my experience as well. But what if you could just press a button and never see those time wasting emails again? Well, that's exactly what Sanebox does. With just a few clicks, Sanebox automatically gets your email under control and filters out all the messages that you don't need to focus on. And you don't even have to switch email apps because it works in concert with whichever email client you're already using. It has some nice features like Sane Black Hole, where you can vanquish senders you never want to hear from again, and Sane Reminders for sending email reminders to your future self. To see how Sanebox can almost magically remove those distractions from your inbox, Try it for free with a two-week trial. Visit SaneBox.com slash PCPer today to start your free trial and get a $25 credit with our link. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com slash PCPer. Try it out.
0: We're back and it's time to talk about GPU prices again for the millionth time. But this is good news. This is the RX 7900 XT selling for the price some, meaning me, thought it should be selling for... From day one, seven ninety-nine US dollars for the seventy nine hundred XT from actual retailers.
2: And and from well known, reputable quote unquote brands. Josh tweeted out that XFX had one. That's true. $7.99. Both, both of those Thank links you. are right cool. there from
3: Oh, that's the like Merc too. That's a Merc three ten yeah, too. That's nice. I mean, let's see. Yeah, uh, that's pretty seven. decent.
0: 99. Now it says the sale ends in 4 hours. I don't know. I think it'll be back. I don't know about tomorrow. that. Tomorrow. Note that the savings they indicate here is $80.
2: I find that interesting.
0: Okay, if the 7900 XT stays at 799, would you get that over a 6950 XT? At? Just still go to 6950 at $100 S- less. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, Here's the Speedster Merc 6950 XT. For six ninety nine, yeah, I'd definitely a ten dollar promo more
1: memory. Oh, and a ten dollar
0: promo memory bandwidth. Hmm. I don't know. I think the extra hundred
3: bucks would pay off in the end.
0: With a hundred dollars, you could uh, put that towards a new ultra wide. Fair. You know, that's nice. Yeah.
2: Okay.
3: That's really my
0: argument with AM four, by the way, over AM five. Still, get yourself the fifty eight hundred X three D, and save the, the money you would have bought an AM five board with on. Buy an ultra wide. You can buy an ultra wide monitor for yeah. three three fifty. There's your price difference. Or bump yourself up to 48 gigabytes of RAM. Yeah. It won't, it won't boot in the system, though. <laughs> oh.
2: But oh, you'll uh, have 48 oh. gigs of RAM. Right. Ah. Okay.
0: Never mind then. Okay. We uh have to move to some mandatory Intel ARC coverage, of course. Here's a story from Igor's lab. Intel fixes high power load for ARC A7 multi-monitor setups. And then it says partial. Well, okay. Well, we we know about the high power consumption at idle from ARC. It's also an RDNA 3 issue, by the way. 50 watts at idle. Oh. But uh, let's see. Intel.
2: This really didn't become a problem until you plugged in more than one monitor, supposedly. So
0: there's that. Let's see. Under driver 4091, a single monitor... Uh, 2560 by 1080 is their test monitor was pulling 11 watts at idle and if you moved up to two monitors by adding an older 16 by 900 monitor it went to 38 to 40 under the new driver 4146 you're under 10 watts with a single monitor and then the two monitors is also under 10 watts eight to nine watt range excellent
1: Intel issue tracker is the source here yay Fantastic. That was a nasty little bug. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. horrible, but still, it was yeah. noticeable at the watt meter. It wasn't quite as
2: green as it could have been. <laughs> no. Mm hmm. Now, some this illustrates this. the fact that that well, it's not for this. This was actually out there before, but this illustrates just how young the Intel drivers are when they start walking you through. Well, make sure your ASPM is set in your BIOS to on, and then we're gonna walk you oh, through yeah, I remember this. making sure that your your power settings are, are optimized and you know, all of that. It just indicates that they should be doing this in the driver, like they're doing right. with the latest version but their drivers are still so young that they're still walking people through BIOS updates and Windows tweaks in order to kind of paper
0: over some of their power. Oh, management it almost issues. sounds like a 7950 X 3d launch. You know, I guess you could think of it's it weird. like that. Yeah. Young. All right. Who wants to talk about Intel some more? They have scrapped Rialto bridge. Their next server GPU will be Falcon shores in 2025, writes Ryan Smith in a tech
1: so, uh, yeah, they, um, uh, they had a pretty aggressive server GPU, you know, multi-chip module type thing, uh, punch a punch of Vakio was their first yep, one. Ponte and that's out. Yeah, it's out now and, uh, apparently shipping, and then they had an aggressive roadmap of, of a new product pretty much every year through 2025 and Those products in 2023 this year and 2024 were just totally scrapped. I mean, they're out the window, gone. And their product, they're going to have 2025, which was going to be one of their first XPUs, which is a CPU and a GPU combined on a multi-chip module. It's now only going to be a GPU. Uh, They're still going to try to do a bunch of different accelerators on these all at once and uh yeah it's just uh it it was almost a a bridge too far oh yeah no they just they just couldn't couldn't do it they couldn't pull it all together and uh do a good job i think part of that is they really needed to focus on some of the next generation stuff because even though the a770 is is kind of a neat chip and it's competitive at its price range. Um, it's still not a high end product. And um, they're not going to be able to gain any kind of market share <coughs> from Nvidia or even AMD and in, in the, you know, big iron type no, and big irons not the right word. But you know, the the big data center GPUs. And uh, yeah, it's just not They they had to cut their losses here. Because it, it probably was not going to be competitive at a price point that Intel would want to exist at, so those got checked out. And uh, who knows? Maybe this is going to be not uh, was it Alchemist, Battle Mage, Battle Mage and Shh. Celestial? Yes, maybe the maybe that's it's it's going to be you know one of the C. GPUs that that they're finally gonna you know put out in uh, the really heavy duty data center, and uh, hopefully be competitive. But yeah, these are these are large products that have been whacked and are now just gone into the mists of times, mists of time. They're squeezing their
2: roadmap so tight. They're dropping sound chips. Yeah, and Melville Sound really. You know, they could have come up with a better name, but the, the issue is, is that, you know, they're clearly squeezing their resources to the efficiency point. They're trying because like, they only have so much to spread around, I guess. And this is just another indication of what stress they're under, unfortunately. As, as Ryan yeah. Smith
0: writes, as the latest in Intel server GPU casualties, Rialto Ridge, Rialto Bridge is joining not only Larrabee, but Intel's ill-fated Xeon Phi lineup as well. And even then, Rialto Bridge can't claim to be the first Xe architecture part to get canned. That honor goes mm-hmm. to XeHP, which was canceled in favor of using Intel's Mixed Compute and Graphics XeHPG silicon. So there's there's a lot of shifting around. They project all this stuff forward,
1: obviously, years at a time, and then yeah. Yeah. things change. But the good thing is, um, is that they're being pretty proactive and uh, for Intel. They're not, it's not like, you know, going back to the old Epic 64 where they'd spent billions of dollars trying to push through something that just, it wasn't an Epic 64 that they did with HP. Come on, you all know the code names, and I, it's, I'm blanking out here.
3: Sorry to distract
1: you. Their first 64-bit server GP, uh, CPU back in the late 90s.
2: Okay. Oh, itani- well, I, itanium. oh, Itanium.
3: Itanium, Good yeah. Uh, oh, f- oh, God, we're all getting older. We're all
1: getting old. I remember Our this. Our brains I remember am
3: work. Oh, yeah, I'm really no, ridiculously I mean,
1: tired. The Intel of old try to push through something like that. Damn the torpedoes. Full speed ahead. Okay. We're going to spend a lot of money. We're going to drag HP with us or HP's dragging them with this I don't know. Uh it's still kind of murky. It was not it was not a good thing and at least Intel is like, you know what? Let's pump the brakes on this a little bit. So I think that's uh that's healthy and a positive thing for the company. Uh that was when the
2: 64-bit ISA was sort of up for grabs at the time and they had yep. the, the competing standards yep. between AMD's and Intel's. And of course AMD's won won out on this one. It was just way more yes, efficient in my opinion.
1: Well, it was, it was, it was, uh, to, for Epic to, I know we're going off into the weeds again, but for <laughs> Epic to be really, really competitive, uh, it had to have really good compiler technology behind it. Otherwise it was yeah. pretty inefficient. Um, <laughs> but once you had really good Epic code, it was blazing fast. There were, there were certain databases that just, you know, Titanium blew everything else out of the water. Um, but that wasn't for everything and it was just too hard to code for. And the software technology still was not there. They were really relying on these, you know, next generation compilers that yep. were not ever really delivered. And yeah, AMD came in with an extension to x86 with their x86 64 that it, it fit, hit it fits all, so much more neatly. Yeah. yeah. It, it hit all the, all the this check marks. Was- this was the
2: era of uh, things like uh, silicon graphics and SGI and you talk about big iron and stuff like that. Yeah. The
0: field was wide AIX. open
2: for 60, 64-bit computing. Yeah, AIX.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, you can buy a uh, Itanium 2 with 9 megs of L 9 cash. megs of cash. Holy cow. That a was processor. a lot. $121.81. That's a savings of 38 47 That's a 24% spring discount at memory for last. Not a sponsor.
1: Mm-hmm. Look okay. at how many cores and threads it has. Uh, how many? Well, one. scroll down and you'll see. <laughs> one core, one, core. one, one thread, thread. Wow. 122 watts. Wow. Our next
0: story this is about AMD DLSS3 rival FSR 3.0. Because you may mock NVIDIA because they're doing frame doubling, but, but. AMD soon will join in that party and then we'll see we'll see what we see i guess or we'll, yeah we'll see two times as many frames as what we're going to see cuz it's <laughs> 2x the fps versus fsr2 and we could see it as early as gdc and on march 23 that's this month that's only days away but amd's not actually saying so it's just the session brief references quote an exciting sneak peek of new fidelity fx technologies that will be available soon 2x of course, we knew that it was coming in 2023 at the tech day back in november uh, we were given a sort of a demo of this but then when technical questions were being asked in the room about how exactly they were doing this and i asked like at what point in the you know the pipeline is this? Is this at the end, like in the display output stage? Is this like you know, intrinsic to the? And they're like, well, we haven't quite you know figured out exactly how we're going to implement this yet. Like, so what? What do we just watch? If you don't know how you're going to even do it yet, then why <laughs> are we seeing a demo? So I I hope to learn more along with everybody else during GDC.
2: Remember, if, if you're, you're left back in the room. Yeah, they allow you. You cannot ask those questions. The distinction here is it doesn't require any specialized or or uh, um, late model hardware. This is uh, looks like oh, I see. So that's
0: their dig against Nvidia, then because Nvidia says Mm -hmm. you have to have their new 40 series hardware to make this work. Their DLSS
2: three and the features within. Require 40 series hardware. Wait, no, While, they also,
0: can they also run it on at least for now? Series.
2: I, I think remember. there were maybe some hacks to allow, maybe I don't remember, but AMD is definitely saying, hey, a 6000 series GPU should be just fine. I, I don't know if you'll be able to go older than that, but I think that they've implied that a 6000 series
0: should work just fine. Quickly, Cooler Master has a new monitor that, that you know, everybody has new as monitors. they're known for. But I mean, yeah, Cooler Master monitors, of course. It's the name you trust. Look at the base; it's the Cooler Master shape. It Ooh. is clever, clever. You can tell that yeah. it was made for them. Yes, yes. At least the base was. Anyway, well, it's it's unique because it's mini LED for under a gram. This is a twenty seven inch monitor. What is the resolution? Is it twenty five by? It's four K. It's four K. It? Oh, it's four K. Four K. Yeah, 4K, yeah. with four adaptive 500, sync, overdrive to four sixty.
3: So if you don't use the adaptive or use the overdrive, it should hit one sixty. but otherwise, and it's, it's, they didn't mention FreeSync Pro, but one might make a guess, but it's G-Sync and FreeSync compatible. 576
0: like, zones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mini LED wow. backlighting
3: goodness. Quantum
2: yeah. dot, uh, G-Sync and FreeSync.
3: Yes. Uh, RGB, Adobe RGB 99%, DCIP 398%.
1: IPS, man. Wow. Yeah.
3: IPS with
0: a micro-LED multi-dimming backlight. That is pretty much ideal. Yeah, well, you is get it. the good colors. You get the yeah, good you don't contrast. you do the, the um, viewing angles.
2: It's... Oh, it's IPS. The color should be okay.
0: Now, the contrast is on uh, only not listed the as 1,000 to 1. I mean, that's just you know, kind of basic native <laughs> IPS there for static. But yeah. I would hope it gets better than that
3: with... Uh, Local did well 1200 nits, uh, HDR peak. We'll see how the contrast ratio works over spaces. But here's the question like, because the uh, the chat program which nobody uses, Mm -hmm. I've been chatting Mm -hmm. with shambles. So, how is this different from like WLOLD or quantum dot OLED? Like, because I'm assuming mini LED is not OLED, it's not the organic substrate. No.
1: No, no, it's okay. still a back... Uh, the, the, yeah, it's, it's still... The, 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 the oh, light is behind so the, the panel. it's, it's, yeah. it's, still it's pushing through the, the mm-hmm. 500 and some odd zones.
3: Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. pushing through the IPS, which is now quantum dots as opposed to just the old... Uh,
1: well, it's a quantum dot layer,
0: which is sandwiched yeah. between the backlight and the LCD panel, I think. Mm-hmm. So it enhances... like, As the backlight hits it, it, en- it enhances its ability to like saturate certain colors and then you get...
3: Yeah, well, hence the the color gamut. gamut.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's pause for a second podcast sponsor this week. Hey, our sponsor Collide has some great
2: news. If you're an ACTA user, they can get your entire fleet to 100% compliance. If there's a device out of compliance, that user just cannot log into your cloud apps until they fix the problem. It's that simple. Collide patches one of the major holes in zero-trust architecture, device compliance. Without Collide, IT can struggle to solve basic problems like keeping everyone's OS and browser up to date. Unsecured devices are logging into your company's apps because there's nothing there to really stop them. Collide is the only device trust solution that enforces compliance as part of authentication, and it's built to work seamlessly with Acta. The moment Collide's agent detects a problem, it alerts the user and gives them instructions to fix it. If they don't fix the problem within a set grace time, they're blocked. Collide's methodology means fewer support tickets, less frustration, and most importantly, 100% fleet compliance. So visit Collide.com slash to learn more or book a demo. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash PCPer.
0: We're going to move into security corner. And the first story is one that I found very amusing yesterday. New vulnerabilities found in TPM 2.0 library that could be a potential threat to wait, billions of devices. This is a story wait, of Tech Power Up. What, what's the purpose
2: of the Corpse TPM? Lab what, what was the TPM purpose for again, security?
0: Now, uh, Windows uh, 11, uh, oh, as you may oh, know. Okay requires tpm 2.0 to be present unless you right. use some technically but not really uh yeah i mean you can work around this but you can turn it off afterwards but okay yeah yeah or fake so. it mm-hmm. now how how bad is this is this is just a great headline or is this actually a, a
3: a security issue for regular people i mean it should be a concern it's it's not really a good thing I think it says billions
2: of devices could be affected. Do you think they're under? Well, no, could be affected, could according be. to Corks. Well, that.
3: yeah. I mean, someone's got to bother to try and get in. But if you're using an Internet of shit device, it's it, it's free bread. You just do it to see if you can do it, and then just let it spread. Uh, the, the the trusted computing group is now considering maybe changing its name. I think. Uh, Because, yeah, this is a big one. This is sold as a hardware solution to ensure that everything that fires up is trusted. And, well, this can be triggered from user mode, not even admin, but user mode, uh, which can then infect that TPM 2.0 module, which just will then be happily saying that anything that comes with that authentication is brilliant, and away it goes. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's we, we depend on this stuff for crypto nowadays. Like the, those are the, the cryptological chips that we use. It's not good, and it pairs wonderfully with the next story. Oh, really? It does. Like just mm-hmm. just like Keontae and
1: uh, the, the brain
3: matter that I lost reading these. <laughs> I so Secure Australia. Boot is, well, he did it better than I did. Secure Boot is also a wee bit of a foobar right now because there's this thing called Black Lotus, which has been out since the middle of last year. It's just, that was just sort of the first submission of something weird is going on here, and it's taken them this long to parse it, uh, in part because it's it's just 80 kilobytes or Kelly bits. But the thing is that it sits on your UEFI before anything boots. It's literally on that SPI. It's not on the SPI chip, the one that, you know, you flash, Uh, not that anyone knows what flashing a BIOS means anymore, but uh, when you update (laughs) your BIOS, it's, it's on the EFI system partition. It doesn't have apparently the same system protections that you expect any BIOS does. It doesn't sort of do the checksums that you would like it to. And the the lovely thing about it is that once it's infected, you're gonna have to change your motherboard or rip the chip off and replace it. it. You can't get rid of it. It munches through secure boot because it starts before secure boot. It reinfects you every single time you start up the computer. swap swap a hard drive, reinstall Windows, install a new BIOS. It doesn't care. It's in there good. You literally at this point have to throw it away. And the scary thing is that after being detected, I think it was back in August of last year, this is now an ESET uh, and a couple of others have actually managed to tear it apart and see what it does. As for tracking the companion control uh, system and where everything is coming from. Well, it's, it's the likely suspects as usual, but for blocking it like this, it's just crazy. So you now have TPM 2.0 and secure boot over the last uh, six days, I think it is, have just been tossed out the window. Uh, So yeah, it's, it's, it's a wonderful time to, uh, enjoy beer. So basically you're telling me
1: to air gap all the things.
3: Oh uh, well, yeah, but then the air gap might be able to get through it too if depending on what you're running. Yeah.
0: It. Our next security story comes from of course Bleeping Computer. Now, March. It's a happy one, though. This is good. Okay. Well, uh, Android March 2023 update fixes two critical code execution flaws.
3: Yeah. So update. Ah. Oh. It's, it's actually yes. more than that. There's like over 30 patches of various things, but yeah. Yeah, it says that it fixes
0: 60 flaws.
3: Oh, it's more than I thought. Okay, yeah. So yeah, if you are if running an Android, do that update. And honestly, they're being very aggressive with this one. Uh, it's more likely than not you may have woken up to a rebooted phone and wondered why. And this would be why.
0: Let's move on to gaming quick hits. And mm-hmm. for some reason... There's a link to Nintendo's official website. Let's see. It's Happy Mario Day. Let's March 10th. March You didn't say it right. They've got specialty.
2: I mean, if you don't own a Switch yet, which I don't actually own one. I borrowed one. How do you uh, not well own a Switch? Funny. I know. The system I know. has
0: been out for about 12 years now. I know. On I know. the same hardware. They've never updated it other than putting a bigger screen on one of them and a smaller screen. I, on The, the cartridges taste funny. Well, and I don't like them.
2: Two or three Switches through here. The kids keep taking them with them.
0: So whatever. Oh, I see. Okay. (laughs) All right. Enough switch talk. This is a PC podcast. Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. I actually saw this yesterday when I was uh, getting onto GOG. Complete edition. It's sixty seven percent off right now. Normally fifty dollars. Get it for sixteen dollars and forty nine cents. With no DRM.
2: And and it's the complete edition. So you know it got. All of that includes, including an art book, if you wanted it. Well, yeah, nice. What one just
3: for Josh's graphics card?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you don't own this yet, sixteen dollars and change. Wait, is and Josh's graphics it? card the GTX 780? What do you mean by that? Or the R290? Which one are you talking about?
1: I've I've got them both. <sighs> in mind. I've got
2: them both. Someone just accused this of uh, accused us of being the nerd flex show. So that would be well, no, that, that was true. you Apparently. with your Magic yeah. the Gathering million dollar yeah. card. No, well. Usually it's Josh with the oh yeah I have that within reach.
0: Yeah. Oh I've yeah, got yeah. a Voodoo, Voodoo five in the box. Yeah exactly oh, I, rawr, 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 rawr,
2: rawr, Do you remember? Rawr, rawr. Do you remember the
0: whole? Rare, he's
2: got the prototype. special the special cable that only
0: goes between these two cards. Oh yeah the yeah. the X nineteen hundred X. TX, yes, Crossfire yes. Edition. Yeah. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's the one. Mm-hmm. System Shock on well, GOG.
2: Another What's, GOG.
0: What am I missing here? Is this a new? Oh, it's the enhanced edition. It's,
2: okay. it's well, it's two things. This is System Shock 2 Enhanced Edition, but that's just the. The tchotchke, the thrown in on top, the cherry, as it were. What you're really buying here is the new version of of System Shock made with more modern uh, techniques and technologies. Uh, Pre-order, $39. I don't never pre-order anything, but this is kind of a known quantity. So it's not really that far out there. Plus, it's a hell of a game, or the original version was. And SS2, Uh. uh, also a hell of a game. Well, it's, yeah, it's not like you're kickstarting something. This is... No. Well, I did... they did oh. kickstart this one. They oh. did. It was some time ago. It's pretty much done, but you can still. But, play yeah. The i just and get
3: curious, enhanced. 2016. Then I kickstarted this. Oh Lord. It was years wow. ago. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, 2016. We figured- when it. it- we've periodically
2: brought this up maybe once a year as they've been continuing to work on this as a, as either a pick or they're still working on it. It's coming soon. You know, and I'm eagerly awaiting this one as just 31st
3: it. is what they're saying at the moment. And hmm. they got the,
2: as we talked about in the pre-show, they got the original voice to come back, uh, Terry Brotius yeah. to come back and do uh showdown.
3: And it just, if you know what we're talking about, yes, you will get shivers up your spine and, your hair mm-hmm. may look like you're touching a. Where did yeah, that original Omen, The
1: Omen engine, mm-hmm. from Looking Glass. Yeah, uh, yeah, Looking Glass Studios,
3: Thief, Thief Two, Thief. Yep. 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 It's not that engine. Well, they still can't mm-hmm. figure out switching the, inverting the y axis Keeps By reverting the, of the Phoenix, who's
0: trying to take over the show, right now, and we appreciate it. Heat, dissipation, power consumption, never compromised. The GPD Win 4. This is one of those alternatives to the Steam Deck
2: Switch kind of thing.
0: very much like a Vita here on the sides. I like the keyboard. Keyboard, yeah. Slide up physical keyboard. The way devices should be. It looks very, very much like a Vita and a Switch had a baby. A big baby <laughs> that ran a Ryzen 6800U with it's a big baby 32 gigs of lpddr 5 that's nice two terabyte nvme ssd how oh nice how much is it where? where where a six inch screen how many yeah. eight, eight, many hundreds
2: 368 ppi
0: yeah that's,
2: that's retina that's man a large turbo
3: fan.
0: look at that it has a cradle like the vita the <clears> version <throat> one vita okay let's see uh, that's it's a little so bit Type thick, C you know oh, It's got a dock. Okay. okay. It's got a nice curvy. Why are there, curvy, uh, why are there USB sticks it? plugged
2: plugged into this? Why are we bringing USB more Why not? Storage? Okay. Yeah. All Flash right. the BIOS. Okay. It's, it's essentially, okay. essentially a it's, 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 Linux. It's, it's,
0: Come on. Shop. I need to buy it. Shop. It? I need to buy it. Okay. Uh,
1: Where
2: can I get this? IndieGoGo. Oh, IndieGoGo was the first one. So eBay. eBay. Oh. Ja- Enter the store and Japan, Japan Amazon. Sorry, the store is not oh. active.
3: Yeah. Oh. oh, I'm sad. That looks interesting, though.
0: Let's move on to picks of the week.
1: Who's first, Josh? Is it you? Uh, it is. You know, uh, these uh, they're not on sale now, but they were on sale. Eight hundred dollars. Now, for 150 bucks. But now they're back up to usual price. But I know, I know that Sebastian's going to have a hard time passing up the the whole mid century modern mystique of. You have me,
0: Pat, because I I absolutely love the way this Klipsch Heritage stuff looks. I've looked at a Bluetooth speaker in this series. It is look at. It, it's kind of like a it oh, looks like an old uh, Fender. That's amp. you. That's yep. you. Yep. Look at that. Look at the
2: lifestyle photo. It just, They're really mixing a little retro with the ultra modern here at the same time. Yeah, so, it's a
3: clash so of drivers with so,
1: horn, yeah, mm-hmm. three forty nine is a bit much. I mean, if you would have gotten them yeah. on sale for one fifty, I think that that would have been a fantastic thing. Uh, but you know, if you got a Costco next year, go check it out. Definitely a walnut finish. The black is—I just the black
2: is too much walnut,
0: the walnut with the, the like yeah. the tweety. Oh yeah, yeah. Man. The
2: Walnut yeah.
3: is definitely the way to go on that. Mm, that's too modern. That black. No, the black is yeah. if you were going to be on a stage I somewhere. And sub is
0: a remarkably uh, robust-looking sub.
1: Yeah, I like the tilt stands on them too. It's Very fun.
0: nice. It's
1: fun. It's uh, you know I I like that they're doing something different. Yeah, they just need to learn the else. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, Jeremy, you are next.
3: Yeah. So this is just a general announcement that I, I thought was brightening people's weeks was that uh, YouTube is finally getting rid of the Pornhub ad, or I mean, uh, the the <laughs> the the ads that come over top of your video, the the, the so called overlay ad. They have said that they're ditching them because everyone hates them but we've always hated them it's just that they've actually figured out that they should maybe listen to it so you're no longer going to get those stupid overlay ads on the bottom of your videos which you know wonderfully block the interface to try and skip past the the ad that it's playing with the overlay ad on top of it so as of april 6th not april 1st but as of april 6th we won't see those bloody things anymore And if you hadn't heard about this, I wanted to share the good news.
0: Brett, your pick this
3: week.
2: (laughs) You know, I would advise everybody to skip straight to 10 gigabit networking, but if you can't get there quite, even modestly priced boards are now coming with 2.5 gigabit networking. And you know what? You're going to need a switch to support that. I've been using this particular switch uh, from Treadnet for quite some time. And when I bought it, I think I paid 140 dollars. It's down to a hundred and nine for a for a five port, two point five G switch. This is a switch now, not a not a hub or anything. Twenty five gigabit of switching capacity, easily backwards compatible with all your other cabling needs, uh, and modestly priced. Like even ten base T, even ten base T. Yeah, uh, there <laughs> there's some off brand, there's some off brand stuff that might be a little bit cheaper, but I've been using this particular switch so I can sort of vouch for it and say it's worked great. So at 109 bucks, and I bought mine yeah. in late 2021 or early 2022 so in a, a roughly a year's time frame it's gone down from 150 ish to
0: $109. Uh, real quick, my pick this week is of course the processor that I just I, I'm astonished at how good this actually is now that I've spent some real quality time with it on brand new chipset drivers and latest BIOS, it is just remarkable. It's the 5800X3D. Pair it up with some 3600 CAS whatever memory, and you might be amazed at how close you'll get to the very latest AM5 platform processors. Even if you pair it with a GPU as high as an RTX 4090, it's not really going to hold you back at all. And that AM4 platform, man, it is inexpensive. It's mature at this point. A lot of these boards it's are still, still pretty feature support. packed. Yeah. Gen four. I mean, you're not you going to get need... gen five SSDs, but well, I mean, gen five SSDs do have that really awesome ultra small, very loud fan. Yes. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: That's our show for this week. I don't know if anybody has any words of wisdom, but I have absolutely apparently Josh and I to have play. to go out and uh, flash our BIOS.
1: Yeah. That's going to be exciting. You know what? I bet after one you're one done one.
0: flashing it, your memory will still be recognized and your system will actually still boot in less than 10 seconds. Josh, I just it's want right. for once, just once in your life, turn the camera around. <laughs> I want to see this voodoo shell. He's always looking above No. It, and I, I want to know. <laughs> oh my god. It could oh, happen. It, it, it could happen. It's happening. It happen. It hap- it's happening.
3: That's <gasps> oh. chain tech.
2: Oh, Chain tech. I remember having chain tech cards. We
0: we need a uh, episode of just Josh going through his shelf. I'm serious. We'll do a 2-hour special PC Pro rewind.
1: Welcome to Josh's shelf. And Unboxing. I still had the very first hardware I ever reviewed, the AC Arco Dupla disk, and that's sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Josh has never
0: thrown anything away in his life, and I'm I couldn't be happier. <sighs> oh. All right. Thank someday, you Josh, that, Josh, we got to do a show. Josh, thank you for that. That was really
1: special. You're welcome.
0: I wish you could have gotten closer, but that's more than I ever expected. Well, it's, you know, it's my cable. It's a tease. I need, to, yeah, we I need to work on it.